Welcome to Winging It Motown Radio. I'm your host, Kyle McElmurray. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few people with us here tonight. we got a lot to talk about because, obviously, a whole bunch of shit has gone down since the last time we've talked. Um, we've got JJ, Graham, we've got Jeff, and we've got Prashant. Um, how is everybody feeling on this fine evening? It might even be daytime when our listeners are actually listening, but it's nighttime, so we're just going to pretend like they don't exist for right now. Greatest day ever. Yeah, uh, it's, I think our it's, listeners don't exist. It's great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. I love you all. Uh-huh. Graham? Uh, I think, am I supposed to be sad because I'm Canadian and the Canadian teams got raided? I'm not, though. I'm, no. At all. I'm actually, I found it to be quite hilarious. I don't You're at all. You're a reverse Benedict Arnold. It's not like they, like, like were stolen from Team Canada. So who Well, Subban never made it, so <laughs> right. never did. Well. So whatever. Then who gives a shit? No, you shouldn't be sad. You should be happy. Fuck Canada. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> We're on our way. Go. We're on our yeah. way to a very spicy um, and zesty winging Motown. Um, yeah. So we'll just kick it right off into the uh, the nitty gritty. Um, so free agency. It has not started yet, but uh, I mean, it might as well not start at this point because. Um, the big name, Steven Stamkos, is off the chart. He is signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for eight years at $8.5 million AAV. And, yeah, kind of a shocker because not only did he announce that when, uh, you know, before, you know, like pretty much randomly, but it was happening right in the midst of when all of the crazy like trades were happening um, on uh, Wednesday afternoon with the uh, Subban for um, Subban for Shea Weber um, and then the Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. So it was kind of a weird Wednesday, kind of a weird hump day. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a big deal because obviously the Red Wings were in on Stamkos, but apparently never got to talk to him or the agency. Um, so yeah, how, how do we feel about that? Uh, is it a blessing in disguise? Are the skies falling? Um, do we not give a shit? Uh, can Stamkos just go fuck himself? I don't know. What do you guys think? I'll tell you honestly, by the time we got to McKenzie saying that Stamkos had resigned, I honestly was starting to worry like, did all of hockey, the, the hockey and mainstream media, just decide like they were going to prank everybody today? Like I was honestly, sincerely worried that they had all gotten together and like, hey, watch what we can do to hockey Twitter today. <laughs> and then it all turned out to be real. So uh, getting that out of the way, I, 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 there was always a chance we were going to miss on. I mean, obviously the the chance we were going to miss on Stankos uh, apparently was going to be a hundred percent. But if we were going to miss on Stankos, I think this is honestly the best way it could have happened. He took a deal that, like, it made a lot of financial sense that way, and it wasn't, like, about the money, and we didn't even get a chance to talk to the guy. Like, this wasn't yeah. a we wined and dined and flew all the way out to go see Ryan Suter, and he just left us uh, with our with our dicks in our hands. Uh, he just, like, he went to go talk to Toronto, and then something happened in Toronto. He's like, fuck this. I, I just want to sign back with... Met Jeff Lerner. Yeah. That's got to be it. Holy shit. All right. So. 
<laughs> that had done for me too, honestly. Oh man, yeah, that would not oh, good. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, good point, JJ. Uh, something happened in Toronto where Stamkos was just like, "I'm fucking out of here. I'm done with this. I'm not even going to go talk to anybody else." And uh, he just went with what he knew. And um, I mean, freaking. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay got a great deal out of it. I mean, what was he getting paid before? 7.5, I think, or 7? Yeah. 7.5. Yeah, so he, you know, Tampa Bay didn't have to give him a huge raise. And like you were saying, uh, what was it? Uh, it's a lot of it is uh, bonus-based? All of yeah, it. Yeah, there's one, $1 million in actual sal- uh, paragraph one salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like what he gets paid starting in October and ending in April is $1 million. And then on July 1st of every year, he gets the rest of his money, like for the year before. So this July 1st, he will make like $9.5 million. Right. And then he'll be paid a million dollars for the rest of the year. So essentially he could just, um, I mean, the, the bonus... The bonuses could be based around like score ten goals, score twenty goals, score thirty goals. No, it's literally a signing score. bonus. Oh, okay. I yeah, it's just it's just a flat. It's not, per, it's not lump sum payment. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. So it's lockout proof because lockouts happen in September. So he'll get paid like most of his salary before the NHL locks out all the players. Mm. And it's also buyout proof because uh, signing bonuses are guaranteed. So if they buy him out, it's not two-thirds of his original salary because that entire salary has only $8 million in non-guaranteed money. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's a great deal for both ends then, mm. I guess. Yep. Um, and I think um, because yeah. of the no-income state income tax, too, won't that yeah. help with the – because yeah, he won't get it hit as much on the signing bonus. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, like, there's no – like the state income tax i don't know like you if you make so that's like on any amount of money like it doesn't matter how much you make right in florida you, know. you can make a billion dollars a year and florida will not tax that income wow america's dick everybody <laughs> <laughs> wonderful it'll work too if he gets picked off the expansion and uh ends up in vegas because nevada didn't have one either well, he has a no that's move not, clause, so he can't not gonna happen yeah he's got a no move so yeah well he'll wave it to go to vegas that's true but sure. but what Okay. From a standpoint of what it does in our division, <laughs> it keeps the Lightning basically where they are, and it also yeah. makes it harder for them to keep because they have like nine point three million dollars in cap space, and they need like uh, Kalorn and Kucherov and Nesterov and Nemestikov, and like Kucherov scored thirty last year, so he's going to take up. I mean, he he might take up more than half of that. I don't know. I'm I'm done counting out Steve Eiserman as far as making good GM moves. Um, but also, we're only a year away from Victor Hedman being UFA, and I'm just kind of hoping that there's well, a way to like make it happen so that we end up with Victor Hedman. Well, I don't next think there year, is, but I'm hopeful now. Next year, along with Hedman, Plot, uh, Johnson, and Drewan are all RFAs, so they got to get re-signed too. Yeah, they've got a lot. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah, but Bishop is UFA next year, isn't he? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. He'll, he's gone. I mean, this is yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it's it's weird because you almost wonder do they keep uh, Bishop for the one year because from what I always say they they might they might need to get a little creative but they can keep Bishop and still get under the cap this year I mean they're going to lose a couple guys but they might just have to lose guys that aren't super important you know basically if I was Tampa just go for it next year then just let Bishop walk but if you let Bishop if Bishop plays you keep Vasilevsky's value lower and then you don't have to sign him to 
do as much for your RFA. Yeah. To his next um, deal. Yeah, they, I mean, but they'll they'll have, definitely have some moves to make. I think they'll try and oh, yeah. trade. They'll try and make, move Philpola. Um, Prashant, you were one of the one of the the few who didn't really want to sign Stamkos. So obviously, you've got to be feeling a little bit of a relief. Do you want to like riff on that a little bit? I mean, the the only reason I didn't want to sign Stamkos was because I thought he was going to end up overpaid. But mm-hmm. eight and a half million—that's not a bad deal for. For Tampa, no. so Matt Cain's free agent model had had Stamkos pegged or pegged at six point eight million. So I mean, really, eight and a half over eight years isn't a terrible deal. It's not a terrible overpay uh, when you really consider it. Because but for you know, Detroit, though, yeah, Detroit yeah, like, wouldn't have gotten that. It, yeah, Detroit wouldn't have gotten that. Detroit was going to get ten and a half plus. And so for me, looking at kind of analytic comparables, Jeff Skinner was a guy who kind of met every benchmark for Sam Coach or even exceeded it. And Skinner makes $5.75 million. So for mm-hmm. me to say that I'm going to pay Sam Coach double that, that was kind of a tough, tough thing for me to swallow. And then say that, okay, if I sign Sam Coach to 10 and a half, 11, 12 million, I don't have any room to fill out the roster and I can't even maximize it when Sam Coach is going to even be able to be, ju- you know, be able to perform at that high level. So mm-hmm. I think for my, for my end, it's kind of saying, okay, Kenny, you didn't have the opportunity to assign him to some massive deal, but at the same time, I'm going, man, Tampa got a hell of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like we said before, he was 7.5 uh, before, and now he's at 8.5. So yeah, Tampa really. Uh, I mean, hats off to Steve Eiserman, really. Um, I mean, I don't know if Steve Eiserman. It sounds like he didn't really have to do anything, so <laughs> it kind of just sounded like it just fell in his lap. So I mean. Good for good for uh, Steve Eiserman. Um and I guess it's good for the Red Wings too. I mean, it's always. I mean, obviously, it would be great to have Steven Samkos, a guy who you could definitely mark up as a thirty goal scorer, something the Red Wings really, really need. Um, but as Prashant said, you know, when you're starting to get into the ten point five and above million per year, um, while you know, you, uh, you know, knee jerk, you probably do it. Um, down the road when you're looking at all the contracts that the Red Wings have that are kind of crippling. Um, maybe it's less than ideal and they definitely do need to play a little bit of money puck and uh, start, you know, moving forward a little bit differently with a different mindset. And that kind of just opens up the next, uh, um, the next uh, topic here. And that's basically free agency and what's left over. Um, you know, there are obviously some names out there that the Red Wings are linked to. Um, obviously, some names that we would like them to take a look at. Some names that we don't want them to take a look at. Um, obviously, you got Milan Lucic. You've got Kyle Ocposo, um, You've got David Backus. You've got Louis Erickson. Those are the big names. And then you've got a whole shitload of other names that are like an absolute no or a maybe. And then you've got some really like uh, you've got a big group of people like uh, Prashant had a post uh, on Wednesday. Um basically that that broke down like a group by group this would be a great idea this would be an eh idea this would be a really bad idea this would be a real bad idea and then here's a list of potential low risk high reward signings the guys like your brandon peary your pa parento um i can't at least stemniak those kinds of guys so i mean what would you guys feel most comfortable with the red wings doing on friday that could help them not only this year, but obviously can help them 
maintain that rebuild on the fly and not potentially fuck everything up kind of like what we did in 2012 and when we signed Steven Weiss and all that. So, I mean, that's probably the, like one of the biggest question marks right now among Red Wings fans. Yeah, JJ, I you mean, go first. Or Prashanth. Prashanth, you go first. All right. So, you know, in, in my ideal world, Detroit manages to acquire a young defenseman and then manages to sign a top power forward, a guy like Milan Lucic. So in my world, Detroit goes and in a A plus scenario, they either find a way to make a deal for Tyson Berry. They find a way to make a deal for Matias Ekholm from Nashville, but they find a way to make a deal for Jacob Truba for Winnipeg. None of them that costs uh, Dylan Larkin or Andreas Athanasiu. Yes, I'd be willing to part with Anthony Mantha. Um, and then I would go out and I would sign Milan Lucic. And for me, that's an A off season. You've added a big power forward up front like Lucic, who's a guy who's 28 years old. And while a lot of people don't like him for quote unquote being a dirty player, the fact is the guy is a bona fide top line scorer. He has been every season for the last six or seven years. He's 28 years old. You put him on a five year deal, even six years max. And this is a guy who's probably going to perform at or above expectations for at least four out of those six years. So I think for me, that would, that's an A-plus scenario where Detroit's, a, Detroit's able to compete on the fly. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I think, think giving him six years, if he's only going to be good for four, makes him an A-minus scenario, I'll argue. We'd be that's, sick of him after two. Probably. No, right. I actually, I, I agree entirely. Like, go out and get a young defenseman, get uh, get Jacob Truba, and then get a big-bodied scoring forward. Um, and I agree that out of the, the group of them, between Lucic and... Uh, Poso and Bacchus and literally anybody else who's out there, uh, Lucic is probably the very best of them. Um, even when you factor in, like, not just the scoring, but, like, even because yeah, he's going to hurt your team with penalties at times, and he's going to hurt your soul for having a root for him at times, but uh, you get used to it. I get used to a bunch of shitheads, so I rooted for Kyle Calder once. Um <laughs> But I'm really worried about giving... I would not want to give Lucic six years. The thing is, I think Lucic is going to be moot anyway because I'm almost positive that the Taylor Hall trade meant that they are absolutely going to sign Lucic for a deal yeah. that we are not going to match anyway. Um, so if I'm going to if I'm going to throw that out, uh, basically the, the forward I want to avoid right now is Louis Erickson, and I can't really explain why, but I just don't think that he's going to be that good. I'm really worried about his injury history. Um yeah, he's one hit away uh, from being Franzen. Yeah, uh, Franz Nielsen. I'm just I get a very like Weiss 2.0 vibe that I can't explain either, uh, and these are just gut feelings. So you know whatever. Uh, maybe sign Franz Nielsen uh, to be a center for you, and like basically that makes now, up the, the Weiss mistake. But honestly, uh, Oposo and Truba would be like what I think would be realistic and good. Do you think the team maybe yeah. learned its lesson with with Weiss and they see Franz Nielsen? Okay, it's been reported he's their number two target, but they don't go long term because they made that mistake before and it didn't work out with a guy like comparable. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give the guy five years. Yeah. yeah, five years would be a huge mistake for Nielsen. I mean, he's a good from an analytical standpoint. He's he looks very good on paper. But when you take a 32-year-old and offer him a five-year deal, it no longer looks good on paper. So if you could get him for two, three years and take him to maybe 34, 35, I think that deal works out for you. I just don't think he signs a deal like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it sounds like uh, Edmonton is ready to table a seven-year deal to Milan Lucic, and no thanks, because it's probably going to be like six, six to seven million dollars a year, and it's going to it's going to be a monster contract. And you know, they're essentially flipping Taylor Hall for <laughs> Milan Lucic, which is just so god yeah. fucking <laughs> and Larson and Larson for Adam Larson. I know it's just like really. Yeah, but he's not like when you're trading a guy like Taylor Hall. I would hope that you are getting a bona fide number one, or oh, at man. least I don't, who, I don't even know if Larson's a, a suitable number two. No, no, no. He's a he's a borderline top four defenseman, and you traded him for a borderline top ten player in the NHL. This is mind boggling. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, to put it in in simple, it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, almost I, as stupid as P.K. Subban for Shea Weber. I, or I want to head it off for our listeners, too, because I know our, there, there's a bunch of people out there who are right now, I've either already screamed it or are screaming in their heads, oh, why the hell couldn't Ken Holland do this? You know, you just send him Brendan Smith and get Taylor Hall back. For whatever reason, Chiarelli saw something in Larson that he did not see anywhere else because you're looking at the other stuff that he got, like the Islanders apparently offered, offered more. Um we didn't have specifically what he was looking for, so the initial no, fucking that, rumor was Taylor Hall for Subban. Yeah, you yeah. The rumor me? was the rumor was the number four pick, uh, Drysdale and and uh, Hall for Subban. I think was what I read. Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't you even just make it Hall for Subban straight up? At least that trade, you you would look at that trade and go, okay, that that makes sense. I can see it, but it's like yeah for Adam Larson. Oh. It's like seeing the kid at, at lunch. He's like, he trades his pudding for like pocket lint. You're like, what the fuck? I'd have given you a dollar. It's like, I don't like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. You just let him eat his, his pudding or let him eat his pocket lint. Whatever. You lost the trade because the other GM went fucking insane. So that should that should help. And as far as the the Subban Weber Weber deal, uh, yeah, we didn't have anybody close to be able to make that deal. And uh, Bergeron wasn't making that deal with us. So. God that. no, and that's that that's no. probably, and that I think that's a worse deal than the the Hall trade just because I mean Subban is essentially I put him in he's top three in the league so I fuck <laughs> <laughs> what that's pretty that's much bad all around. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing you can say is that at least Montreal got like a. a top pairing guy back but yeah they gave up a guy better i think better and more valuable than taylor hall so my mic cut out sorry we heard yeah mm-hmm. fuck you i um i don't know all of the the remaining free agent forwards there's like i hesitate with every single one of them even a guy like oposo part of that's because he's a winger and i think the wings need to go for centers um i, I, I don't know that there's anybody I, yeah franz nielsen for five years that I, I'm that seems like Weiss 2.0. It just seems like I read somewhere today that they said, well, he doesn't have as many miles on him because he's not a physical guy. I'm like, well, that he's 32. I mean, he's still 37 when that deal ends. Yeah. So he's got miles uh, all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I almost, I almost want that. I, I definitely would. I definitely think they should look to utilize this cap space that they now have in a trade for a defenseman. Target a defenseman. Um, go to Nashville. They've got. I mean, that top four is fucking ridiculous. Um, go to Nashville and see, can you pry away an Ekholm or an Ellis from them? Because they're not trading Yossi. That's, they're not going to trade Yossi. No. Um, 
uh, go, you know, circle back with Anaheim and, you know, just see if they're if they're willing to move on uh, Lindholm. You know, you got to at least ask the question of what, what would it take to get him? If the price is too high, the price is too high. That's fine. It sounds like they'll probably go with Lindholm since Fowler's name's the one in all the trade talks. But there's nothing wrong with asking. Yeah, everybody um, in this city, like in, in the radio, everything, like they are all in on Cam Fowler. And I don't think anybody really understands, like, I don't even, like, Cam Fowler doesn't even, he's not a guy, like, he, we have, like, we have, like, three or four Cam Fowlers right now. Like, <laughs> we don't need another one of those. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I would look at Truba. Um, yeah. I mean, take a shot at Truba. But definitely go for a defenseman. I, forward-wise, I'd almost like them to either stand pat, at least initially, let the market kind of shake itself out a little bit. And then I almost wonder if the Red Wings should look at some of the kind of the tier two guys. Like there's a guy, uh, it's a name that has intrigued me and I don't know nearly enough, but I just almost wonder if he would take a a real small deal is uh, Brett Connolly. No, 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 he's bad. I I pick and I eat a big guy. No, he he, he got every good. opportunity in Boston to play with guys like Krejci and Bergeron and Martian, and he could not hang, and he couldn't play, and he just wasn't scoring goals. And if he can't play with those guys, he's not going to be able to play with an old Zetterberg. I think the guy that you the guys that you would probably I would like them to look at most would probably be Brandon Peary, um, Lee Stempniak, and P.A. Parento, and. Those are those are the ones that I would mostly. I guess you could say Teddy Purcell too, because I think he can. He's still got some some gas in the tank. But you know, you, see, what you do is you do like a you do like what the Leafs did when they signed those guys. You sign them to one year deals, mm-hmm. and then what you do is if you get to the point where you get to the trade deadline and it looks and you're it's the streak is over, it's not going to happen. Flip them, flip them for picks at the deadline. Those guys have value at the deadline for. You know, a couple of draft picks that you can then use because if they do miss the playoffs at that point, you know, yeah, well, I don't want to say start completely over, but that's the point where you then go, okay, the rebuild on the fly has hit a hiccup. Let's really focus on the draft. Yeah, well, it's really going to suck when we sign Matt Martin, Jared Cowan, and Tuomo Rutu or something like that. Uh, my f- Fetter Tootin is who I think they're going to go after. And it's oh, gonna yeah. Just, yeah, no, you could pretty much peg that they, one up. They, they tried to trade for him, didn't they, at the deadline? Yeah, they, there was interest in him at the deadline, and uh, he had the no movement. Now he's bought out. So so it's like, and, and I saw somebody say, well, he'd make a great depth defense. I'm like, their whole fucking team is depth defenseman. Like, <laughs> why would you sign? You've got three guys coming up that are out of waiver options, and you want to sign another number six or seven guy. That I, if Ken Holland does that, uh, if Ken Holland signs Fetter Tutin on Friday, I will call for his firing at that point because he will have yeah. well, what if no he idea signs, how to run this. What team? if he signs him after he trades for Truba? No, and I one of the no, you don't. You still don't need Fetter Tutin. Dumber, yeah. yeah. You don't like, need Fetter Tutin. I don't. Trash. If he signs a UFA defenseman, really any of the of the UFA defensemen, if he signs any of them, just forget it. It just whatever. That, I would take Brian. Wrong. It's wrong and stupid because none of them are. I, I would, but he, I'd, I'd want to see trade first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, then, I, be, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I mean, it depends on the term, and by, from what I've heard, it's going to be terrible. I wouldn't be totally opposed to Jason Demers, but he like the report is that he wants like five point five million, and that fuck off. So he wants kind of what Goligoski got. Pretty much, yeah. He wants like I the same. Resign Quincy. I don't care. 
No. You know no. what? Just bring back the same goddamn game. Yeah, this whole one. Let's just try again. No, because we, we said nope. We said earlier in the season, if Ken Holland does that, then we're fucking going nuts and we're going off the rails with this team. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I'm still intrigued by the concept of the center because, yeah, right now we've got – we want Larkin to be a center. Uh, we want Zetterberg to be a center but not at the top center. We don't want Shane to be the 2C. Uh, we definitely don't want – I don't know if I want Athanasiu taking over 2C right now. So, like, we do have a spot for either a top center to, sh- to shield Larkin for a little bit or a second center to kind of push Larkin out in the spotlight a little bit more. Um I do like the con like if we can get Franz Nielsen to agree to two years where we're just overpaying, kinda wasting cap space, let's do that. Um I wouldn't mind trying to get Eric Stahl for a one year deal. Um I don't I mean, that might happen. Up, yeah, I don't want to tie it more than one year on him. Um just because like it's possible that he is that he is like on the precipice of absolutely done. And I think we could waste cap space for a year on Eric Stahl being absolutely done. But I'd rather have the flexibility going into next year um, to, uh, to to let that to know whether or not that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I don't mind any of the the centers. Hell, I no, I, I wouldn't bring Darren Helm back. Never mind. Um, no. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that. But then there's the consideration like if we're going to make a trade for Nashville, basically they're looking for scoring wingers, and so I don't think we're going to get you know Ryan Ellis for for Mantha and some picks. We are going to have to give up like on the roster right now, Thomas Tatar or Gustav Nyquist. And then we kind of lower our ability to score for that. So we do get better on the back end. Um, it just means that we have to spend a little bit more. And the, the great thing is that Ryan Ellis and, and Eckholm are on very cap-friendly deals. So we could spend more on, on scoring wingers that way too. Um, it's just it's a, it's a chance. We're going to have to take a, a bigger chance. One way or another, what I'm happy about, no matter what, and hold me to this and, and remind me of this because I'm sure there's going to be lots of times this summer I'm going to be pissed the hell off, especially later this week. Um, Ken Holland has, is still in a position where they're going to have to play a lot of kids, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everybody in this city is actually pretty cool with that because – I mean, I want to see what Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be like in the NHL level because I really like him. Um, I maybe you just say fuck it, come on up, Gino, and show us what you can do in a middle, you know, a middle six role. Uh, that being Evgeny Svechnikov. I mean, you know, just like utilize what you have that is cheap and low risk and could be high reward because if they suck, well, they're waiver exempt. So go back to the AHL and and figure it out. So, I mean, I think that's a great idea, but I just part of me just really part of me just says this is 2012 all over again because you've got you Pavel Datsuk is gone now. Announces retirement. Obviously different than when Lidstrom did it. Way different, but still. And then you got big free agent Steven Stamkos. Out of their control, really nothing they can do about that. They weren't going to get him for a comparable deal at all. And it obviously happened before they even had a chance to even touch bases with him. Um, and now you've just got this crop of free agents that you've got some who could really make sense, but then you've got even more that would really fuck everything up. And Ken Holland has a big old blank check and with a lot of cap space and it's just uh it's nerve-wracking like i and you know you see the reports of them reaching out to matt martin 
who is who wants three to four million dollars a year as a fourth line player um yeah i i don't i i honestly i don't know about you guys but i don't feel good about it at all you know i i really think they're gonna pull a trade for a defenseman i wonder if they revisit shattenkirk and see if the price came down from larkin which uh helene had reported and was shot down uh i i'm guessing it it's not going to cost you Larkin to get shit and Kirk. I wonder what the price is now that the draft has come and gone. I think Truba is going to be a real target. I, I, and I, I, as opposed to you guys might pay a little more. And I, you know, if, if they give up more than, than you guys think he's worth, I'm probably okay with that because you got to get that defenseman. We haven't had that defenseman. So screw it. Go get it. Yeah. They don't, they don't have anybody in the system that's NHL ready that could step in the way Truba could, and maybe Truba wouldn't be, you know, the the number one superstar guy that you're looking for. But he's he's going to be better than, I mean, what every defenseman they have yeah, currently exactly. probably him or Shattenkirk would be. So, yeah. So and, and you know, so you maybe you spend a little more. You spend a Tatar as part of a package to get Truba, and then you need the center, so they do a decent deal with Franz Nielsen, and then you go sign Yuri Hudler as a lower <laughs> low cost. Short-term yeah. deal. Fuck uh, play on your third line. Get out of here now. You lost it. No, I'm, you I'm were on. You were on a roll, and then you said Yuri Hudler. Well, I just like her Hudler. That's just my own personal bias. No, Hudler's done. Come on. What if you pay him like a million dollars for one year? No. 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 I'd rather put Sveshnikov in the lineup. Yeah. Well, they're not going to do that. So. No. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather uh, they play Drew uh, Miller. I don't care. That's not no. true. You no, I would Drew Miller, third line and power play specialist. No. <laughs> no, I you'd, don't believe it. Either. You'd rather play Yuri Hudler than Drew Miller. Yeah, I would. But no, I'm um, Tar. I just bought your jersey know, last we, year. Peace out. Give him a first round pick. Throw in a prospect that is probably higher than we'd want. I don't care. Go get Truba. Get it done. You really want to spend that much for Truba? Yeah, I don't care. Why? I was I was why cuz who who you want to play fucking Erickson? I mean, we are now. I, he's better than Erickson, so whatever. I know, but you're well, still going to have yeah, Erickson out there. Because we, we want to be in the same spot we're in for the next five years with no defenseman that's really good. I mean, ask for Sean. The, the, the Kaiser's not as good as everyone thinks he is. Smith is going to get the play. I almost guarantee you that Erickson's not going to decline. So you got to spend to get. I know, but you're saying Tatar, who is a top six winger, a top prospect, and a first round pick for Jacob Truba. I mean, and this is a guy who is who is gonna want like five to six million dollars a year when this new deal comes around. I mean, you can't bridge him because he doesn't want a bridge contract. I just like I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't like Jacob I Truba think that that's much. It's a severe overpay for. Truba. It is a huge overpayment. It's not worth it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm I back. Oh, good. Hi. Thank God. What do you think? What do you spend for Truba? So, so anything over six million, in my opinion, is a is a big overpay for Truba. I think Truba ranks below Barry for me. If I'm going after a restricted free agent, I'd rather go after Tyson Barry than I would Jacob Truba. Um, but in terms of like spending assets on him, yeah, yeah. In terms of spending assets, I think I heard Tatar plus stuff. I think that's that's a tough call, just because you know if you're doing that only to get Truba's negotiating rates, that's that's a shit ton of. Uh, stuff to pay in order to get that and even then like you know Truba, like you said is going to want upwards of six million and even i i just don't believe he's worth that much um it's it's kind of tough like if i'm if i'm targeting somebody i'm targeting tyson berry 
yeah. I, I just can't see myself paying more than maybe maybe like a Tatar Nyquist plus one pick. That's not uh, thinking that's fair value because if you go past that, I really think you are overpaying. Even though Truba is 22 years old, I think you're still overpaying at that. Point. I, I I personally would offer Tatar and his second round pick, and that's it. I think that's the max I would offer because Tatar, you know, you still get the benefit of him being a restricted free agent. You own his rights. You have the chance to negotiate a little bit more on that front. But I don't, you know, I just, I just really would not want to pay more than that. Yeah, I think we get to the point where we're all like, we don't have that defenseman in our system. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily willing to close the door on that. Like, I want to go for Truba or Barry or spend reasonable assets on them and give them money that we would pay for a 22-year-old who we fully believe is going to be, like, our number one defenseman. Um, but if that doesn't happen, like, rather than spending Tatar and an asset and a first-round pick to get that guy, I would honestly rather just play Ryan Sproul on a top fucking pair all year long. <laughs> how, how good do we really think we're going to be anyway? Yeah, like, pretty much. let's just roll the damn dice and see if we can, like, home grow a really cheap, great defenseman um, that we haven't given a chance to. And uh, understand it's going to be a year of growing pains. Brennan's, make Brennan Smith a top pair defenseman with some other, one of the other kids and just keep playing them in, like, these super tough roles. And honestly, if you ruin them, who cares? You just drafted four more. Right. I mean, the yeah. only guy on your roster that you could legitimately argue is a top two guy is Brendan Smith, and you want to play him like he's your seventh defenseman. And 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 the guy you want to play as your number one defenseman, Danny DeKaiser, is arguably a borderline top six defenseman. So you're 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 kind of in a in a pickle here. So I'm all for playing the kids. I'm all for trying to acquire kids. I'm all for trying to do something other than what you're already doing. Yeah. So there you go, Jeff. Suck it. <laughs> You're overruled. <laughs> He's crying. He's crying Jordan right now. <laughs> Jeff, did you leave? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? A little upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can talk about it. He's shut his troop ideas. I'm just going to say, are you like Edmonton tomorrow Oilers, I'm going to be like... Edmonton fan upset or a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be... I'll be Montreal Canadiens upset when they trade Smith in a package for Truba, but yeah, because then Truba beca- becomes the new Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he might have to. Someone's got to take that role. I mean, that uh, Truba could just very well be the right-handed Smith. I mean, I say that about Ryan Sproul, so I don't know. Whatever. I think you should trade for Truba, trade Tatar in a second-round pick, and make Smith and Truba your top pair, and just. I don't know. That's that's what I think you should do. You know, you should just grow with the guys that are young and are on the team instead of trying to force your way into some stupid shit like they've already been doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, I'm all for stupid shit. Let's get crazy. I'm tired of losing in the first round. Let's not make the playoffs or let's yeah, win well, it all. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. When they make the playoffs, you won't have to worry about them losing the first round. <laughs> that's, that's fine with me because if they absolutely do nothing, they're probably missing the playoffs as well. So Jeff is basically like calling, it. Jeff is basically calling for what we've been trying to do over the past. Like I, I was ready to. I was, I was ready to fucking pay Stamkos twelve million million dollars a year. Not me personally because I don't have that kind of money, but the team. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, I don't care. Just give him all the money. So now give Winnipeg all the assets for Truva. Fuck it, and then let's this sign David to a six year deal. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> that's how we fucking work. The thing about 
Stamkos, and his, it, you know, you said, there was a lot of hype for him. I wonder how much of that was just fans hoping that he would choose the Red Wings just so that Red Wing fans would be like, oh, okay. Like, like, like we're the 50-year-old guy walking into the nightclub like, still got it. Still got it. Like, because yeah, some 21-year-old yeah. girl kind of looked but, at him and smiled because and didn't throw up. Like, oh. Yeah, you saw, like, and Kyle will hate this, but you saw the odds from Vegas, and you had Drager, and you had McKenzie, and you had yeah. LeBron. And everybody who's legit in hockey media was saying, the Wings are in it. The Wings have a chance. The Wings are top three. It's the, the triangle there. Toronto, Buffalo. You know, if it's not Tampa, it's the triangle there. You know, so it's not like we were just making this up out of thin air. No. Not at all. No, not at all. But oh, no, uh, not at all. But I, I think I, I wonder how much of people wanting Stamkos to come to Detroit. Part of it was obviously tied in the fact that he's he's really good. But part of it was just tied in in that notion of getting the best free agent available to to pick the Red Wings as his des- his yeah. desired destination. No, for <laughs> me, it was about getting a damn good player who's twenty six years old and is going to score fifty goals. He's not going to score. Tired of watching the Wings not score any goals because he's not going to score. He's not going to score 50 goals again. Okay, 49. Nope. (laughs) 41. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. But I I know. More goals than any single Red Wing has scored in a while. Yep. Uh, He. Yeah. um, I want to say. Shut up. God, just like, you're such an asshole. 41. I don't, what the, time what the fuck, Rashawn? Hello, computer. Like, I just, anyways. Um, so we pretty much covered the draft, or not the draft. Yeah, we did cover the draft. <laughs> well, actually, um, no. Uh, we've covered free agency for the most part. We know what we want, and. I, I pretty much, I think I'm right with where Prashanth is at. Trade for a defenseman and then go for a power forward. And, you know, if it's Lucic at a four-year deal, great. Lucic is going to Edmonton. Let me talk. Let me live. And, I mean, <laughs> if you have to give Eric Stahl or David Backus a one-to-two-year deal, fine. Just Nope. Nope. No Backus. You yeah, don't I'd give do it for you, one you to two years. You, you wouldn't give Backus a one to two year deal. I would. Backus. No, I do it. Yeah, I don't know. I just he, the only. I, I just don't. Know. Don't, just, I, I don't. He is. I don't. I don't trust Backus. I don't trust that he's any good. I don't even trust. I. I if, he's if, not. If Nielsen is Stephen White, Backus is Brad Richards. To no, me. he's better than Brad Richards. Brad Richards is way older than him. No, he's no, got no. more. David, the t- David Backus is a turd. Like you. Don't, you don't want David Backus. <laughs> I just want him to stand in front of the net. That's all I want. Oh. They showed him in postgame during the uh, the playoffs a few times, and he looked like he was like right on the verge of death, honestly. Well, he lives like in St. Were... Louis. What do you expect? Like His eyes looked like, uh, you remember Cupcake Dog? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Which but is still... funny because he eats dogs. He, tips um, he eats freaking puppies. Like, Why do you want him on the team? What? Fuck you, JJ. Anyways, um, so yeah, we pretty much covered all that. Uh, <laughs> we can, okay. Well, we can talk. We can talk a little bit about the uh, the draft uh, now, because um, uh, obviously the draft was kind of a big deal, and uh, the Red Wings made a big deal. A big who's, deal. Who's making all that noise? Who's Speaking making of puppies? Mute who's your making, mic. Who's making popcorn? It's probably, probably you, isn't it? Prashant eating. Mute your mic. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not a bunch of animals here. <laughs> yes, we are. So, anyways, the draft. <laughs> Ken Holland made a, probably one of the biggest deals he's made in mm, 
I don't know, God, since Brad Stewart, I suppose. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a bigger one, but in terms of trading, and, you know, he traded Pavel Datsuk's contract with 16th overall pick to Arizona for 20th overall and 53rd overall. And that, at first, it was like, and? At f- mm-hmm. Oh, Joe and, uh, and, Joe Vita- and Joe Vitale. Can't forget that one. <laughs> Northeastern's <laughs> great. Real blue chip piece there. Um, and uh, at first it was like, what the fuck is he doing? You could get Jacob Chikrin or Dante Fabro right there, but you know you got rid of the cap hit and you you gained a pick, you know. And I I don't I don't care what anybody says. I think having more picks is usually more valuable. More picks, because, more fun. Yeah, more picks is always better. You move down four spots, and they ended up taking a twelve year old. A eighteen uh, year old <laughs> defenseman um, out of the same league that Fabro came from, uh, Dennis Jolowski, who is they drafted him because of the way he skates because he's such a good skater. A um, uh, good way to to uh, to describe it is like watching honey uh, honey be poured into a cup. He's very smooth. Um, and then uh, with the fifty third pick or fifty third overall, they took. Uh, Philip Ronick, uh, who is a uh, he's a Czech guy, and he just got drafted by the Saginaw Spirit, and he is expected to play in the OHL next year. So, I mean, you don't know what they're going to be. They might end up being studs. They might not end. They might end up not being very good. But you, instead of having one, you have two, and you never know. Maybe you get two studs. So I thought it was a great deal, regardless if you know if everybody if Chikrin or Fabro turn out to be all-stars or top pairing guys you know I, I i like the trade i think it's a good trade um and then you get the, the you get the flexibility with the cap so i thought it was a great trade for both uh, both organizations um then obviously there were a bunch of other picks that the red wings made but we don't really need to go super in depth to those but i will say that i really do like giovanni smith i think that's going to be a good one what about you guys uh, uh i mean i like that they took a bunch of defense me in seven years I, you know, the, the one thing I noticed um, about almost every, uh, certainly all the defenseman pick, I think, except for the one, uh, was that Malmstrom, Maelstrom, um, was just that they, they talked about uh, his skating ability, his uh, ability to move the puck, and his, his hockey set, like his hockey IQ, like that they were smart players. I don't know if, um, you know, the hockey IQ thing is i mean that's obviously something that you just kind of people look for but it it seemed like that was definitely uh, a skill set those three things together that they were specifically targeting which is good news for me because uh that's it it shows that they're not falling into the trap of just drafting like when you're drafting defensemen like a stay-at-home guy they're drafting guys that can that are skilled players that maybe they'll get bigger maybe they'll get you know they'll bulk up and stuff, but if you kind of start with that, they have just an innate ability to be able to move the puck and be able to kind of know what to do and be able to handle the puck in their own zone. You can you can teach the rest of it. You can make them bigger, hit the gym, hit the weight room. Uh, that's no problem. You can teach them positioning. You can teach them all of those other things. Um, so for me, that was that was good to see. I was I was pleased with that. The the one thing I will say about Malmstrom after I spoke with uh, Hakan Anderson, um, he isn't a puck mover. He is the way that Hakan Anderson actually described him was pretty much Erickson 2.0. 
Um, and I know that like it's like puke. You don't want to hear that, but I mean, he was the things that he highlighted that he was big and he's going to get bigger. He can skate for his size. Um, he he blocks shots and stuff like that. Um, so Malmstrom, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen him play. Um, the way that Hakan Anderson had described him, like a comparable, was actually Matthias Ekholm. So, I mean, if he ends up being like Matthias Ekholm, then that's a fucking great pick because Ekholm is a great, um, I think he is one of the, uh, um, I guess you could say, exceptions for the term uh, stay-at-home defenseman or defensive defenseman because Matthias Ekholm is extremely good at shot suppression. So, um you know, that's that's always a good thing. Um, but, you know, and the way that it's described, you know, we're probably not going to see Malmstrom play for many years. So, I mean, you never know with these picks. I mean, they may never come over here to North America. So, I mean, shit, we haven't even seen Axel. We haven't even seen Axel Holmstrom yet, and we don't even know when the hell we're going to see him. So, um, you'd think by now we would. But, um, you know, it, that's the one thing. But the other guy they took... Uh, Elfstrom, uh, the way that he talked about him, it just it, as a as a seventh round pick, it just sounds like a complete steal, um, you know. And and Hakan Anderson even said, you know, he wanted to take Elfstrom earlier in the draft, like as early as like a like a fourth round pick. And uh, Tyler Wright kind of pushed him and said, "Can we play this draft and and just try and take him later?" And uh, apparently, when when um, when Tyler Wright asked about if other teams knew about Elstrom, uh, Hakan Anderson just knew right away, no, nobody knows about him. So they were able to really play the draft there and get a big-bodied power forward-like player um, in Elstrom who had really good production. And uh, so I, I think that's going to be a, a nice sleeper pick for the Red Wings. But, you know, we'll see when they move when he moves to the uh, SHL, um, which might happen in a couple of years. It depends. He's young still, so... Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good draft, and I, I like I was saying before, Giovanni uh, Smith. I think he's going to be a, a stud. He's just he, another power forward, like winger, huge. Um, he can score. He skates really well. He's a quick skater, and um, he's just an overall good kid. And uh, I think that's a that was a really underrated pick by the Red Wings. And uh, it seems as if a lot of uh, scouts and um, analysts really like that pick for the Red Wings because he kind of has the uh the ceiling to end up to be to be a guy like 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 Wayne Simmons which is the guy that he said he wants to be like one day so you know I thought it was a pretty good pretty good draft it was a low-key draft for them they didn't get big names big sexy names out of it but you know they they could have a bunch of sleeper picks and that's what the Red Wings do they get those sleeper picks I mean, you know, if you want to play devil's advocate, right, Mm -hmm. you could always argue that in hindsight that, you know, missing out on Chitrin is a big issue. And that's what a lot of people are going to argue. I don't think you can really legitimize that argument because you can say if you didn't make that Datsuk move, then you don't even have the opportunity to compete in Stamco sweepstakes and all that stuff. You know, I agree with you completely, Kyle. I think they had a a pretty solid draft from that perspective yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. they added a lot of guys that are high iq guys that have a potential to make the roster in a couple of years i don't really think they added anybody that we'll see in the next one to two years no um, but i do think they added a lot of high iq players that have the potential yeah. to make the only true complaint i had with the draft is taking another goalie i don't think they needed to do that uh, I think that was kind of a goof, but from what I hear, um, the kid that they took, he had a lot of injuries this year. So, um, from what from what uh, 
they just hired a goalie coach or a goalie scout in Sweden. So apparently he was like number two on their list. And uh, so I don't know, maybe he ends up being a stud, but you know, I would have liked to see maybe another, maybe a center taken with that pick, but you know, whatever it's a, I think it was like a fifth round pick or something like that or a fourth round pick. So or fifth round pick, I believe. So whatever. Yeah, I think overall the collection of guys that they got really fit into a good organizational timeline. They did get more of the project kind of guys um, who tend to skate really well, who you don't have to teach mm-hmm. how to move. You don't have to teach how to think the game. Uh, you just have to tell them you got to work hard to uh, to bulk up on those already big frames, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they didn't get slight guys. They basically got skinny guys. Um, so... You work on that because right now we we are we're working through a defensive logjam right now, but that's going to clear up soon. Um, so you've got, mm-hmm. but you've got like uh, Hicketts and Sariarvi is kind of the vanguard of the next logjam, and these guys are all behind them even. So that works out well. Uh, you did get a young, uh, a power forward type of guy who's gonna who's gonna build up there, and also in that they they got Dylan Sadawi, um, yep, yep, who is another power forward type winger scoring guy so i think that you have to kind of consider him as part of this draft class as because they said that he would have gone in the late first round uh, if we hadn't gotten him so he is a couple of years away still so he's like um like behind tyler bertuzzi probably in terms of the the chronology the chronology of, of winning we expect him to come up so they restocked pretty well. Next year, they're probably going to have to go a little bit more heavy on forwards. But, yeah, I think it was a good move. As, as far as the, the Chikrin thing, people are going to complain about that forever yeah. just because Chikrin was such a, a bigger name. And it got to the point where uh, Chalowski was it's like he always an off-the-board pick, but he wasn't. He was a little bit uh, – he was ranked a little bit below where we took him, but I liked the pick. Um, even if you don't consider, like, uh, we we blew it on the Stamkos thing, so this trade was was bad. No, I don't consider that. I consider that we did trade. We traded the rights to to Chikrin, uh, to draft Chikrin to get Chalowski and Ronick, and then we traded Pavel Datsuk for Joe Vitale, which yeah. A plus trade, no matter what. Even if you end up blowing it in free agency, that trade at the moment was a very, very good move, and it still honestly gives me hope for the for the Red Wings to pull even more wonderful things out of their ass in the next few days. Yeah, because I mean, if you can, I mean, if you think about it, if you can actually make a trade happen or multiple trades happen, and you're dealing with maybe you trade for a restricted free agent player, then you have money. Like you, you can make a commitment to someone if you want to make a commitment to. Um, you know, like like a Jacob Truba or anything like that, you can do that. So, um, you know, they they have flexibility now, and uh, I mean, they would have flexibility anyways because they'd probably be trading away some NHL roster players that would give them more flexibility. But you know, you can do that, and now you can also add a name in free agency, whereas before you probably might not have had that much flexibility. So, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, you you gain the assets across the board. So whatever. I mean, if you want to whine about it, then fine. But you you got to live in the now, and you can't you can't live in the future for like you know for every single move you make. So, well, the cap space that they gained from the Datsuk trade, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't solely for 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 Stamkos. I mean, it's because they have that cap space, they now have the flexibility to go after a defenseman. They don't even have to do anything now. They can make a move in season with this cap space that they have yeah. now. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it, the, it, the only way it gets. 
wasted. And I don't like to use that term because you, as, as Shan said, you get, you get the flexibility. You, you get, you get on the dance floor. Um, the only way it's, it's really wasted. If you want to use that term is if they don't use it on anybody and then go through the whole year. But if they do that, they're probably going to put kids into the spots where they would have put these free agents, which is what everybody wants anyway. So, I mean, it, it was something that had to happen. Um, he got fucking way more for it than anybody thought he would. And if Chickeran turns out to be a great defenseman for Arizona, I mean, bless him. That's who they wanted. I, look, there was a reason he tumbled down the, the draft board as much as he did. Um, yeah. So, something was there. Now, I mean, he's... he's what, 18? So, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? You never know what he's going to turn into. But Arizona has is in a situation where they can probably put him in to the lineup in a, a year or two, whereas in Detroit, he would have been he would have been stuck. So, pretty Yeah, much. but the ultimate yeah. argument to there to the people who always have to find something to criticize is that Fabro was also on the board at that point. So, yeah. we could have screwed up. Yeah. Lots of ways. Yeah, yeah that's and I, I, did, I did check. Chalowski was ranked in the top 30 by the... Um, the the NHL Central Scouting and McKean's at the end of the year. Right. So he but, was not as yeah. not as not as an off the board pick as some yeah. people would think. Future considerations like we, had him in the forties or fifties, I believe. So I mean I guess like, it just it depends yeah, on who you go with. It's yeah. not like we took a future third liner with our front with a first round pick. So he is yeah, he's projected as a middle Who would ever do that? To, yeah. Yeah, they didn't Bruins it, so it's fine. <laughs> No, the guy the Bruins took at in the late first round. I don't think he ever he becomes a third line player. I think he's a fourth line grinder. Well, the best part is like that's what line. they said. They're yeah. like we drafted him yeah. to be like a bottom six player with jam. God damn it! Way to go, guys! Twenty ninth overall, we drafted they, a third line player. They could have had Alex DeBrincat, and then Chicago got him. Good God! Gerard is still there. Gerard, yeah, he's small. Yeah, he the, the Bruins would have never drafted him. He's Two small. Two reader questions. Um, uh, Two okay, reader I'm, questions. Yeah, let's just. That's a good idea, Jeff. All right, reader question number one from App Stake. <laughs> Can we make up some new curse words? You know, just in case those new two uh, agents that ESPN is expecting end up to be garbage. So, like, what's your favorite uh, curse word, Kyle? Like my like a made up one or yeah, just make up a curse word on the spot. Um, I would say. Uh, no, I don't want to make one up. How about just fuck? Fuck's a good one. Yeah, give us a good, give us a good cuss word. Flirk nugget. There we go. The long. fuck does that mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> what so happens. Mad. The little stuff that when you don't you know when you the little clingies that you get at the end. Flirk nuggets. All right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I got uh, dung oh, weasel. Man. I used that today. Time. Dung weasel. Dung weasel. Yeah, it's not even a curse word. You could like say that in polite conversation. Yeah, like, oh, look, there's a dung weasel. <laughs> All right. Uh, Oisk11 kind of apologizes for pushing us over the edge with the duck questions. So uh, he just says, why is duck, why is life? That answer is 42. Uh, Timmy Timmons, serious question. Will you squeal and jumping down like a little kid if Holland somehow manages to sign Stamkos? What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your answer? Uh, yeah, he asked that uh, what, like four I, I hours before that signing. I already pre uh, Let's see. Stamkos. Who do the Wings end up overpaying to come here? <laughs> Such as Franz Nielsen at five years, 6.5. Uh, Nielsen. It's Nielsen. Yeah, it is Nielsen, yeah. It's Nielsen. Stephen Weiss t- 2.0. Yeah. 
James Weiss wants to know uh, <laughs> who we want to see signed. I think we've already answered that. Yes. Wingnut got a few questions. Uh-huh. Uh, I love the, if the Wings don't land Stamkos, was it a mistake to trade down in the draft? No. Uh, what are your predictions? So he signs with Tampa. Uh, would you rather have a du- nope? Uh, would you rather win a Stanley Cup this year and never again in your lifetime, assuming a long life, or guarantee that Toronto never wins the cup again? Ooh, I would love <laughs> to see another cup. Honestly. Well, but wait, guaranteeing that Stamkos or Stamkos doesn't win a cup, <laughs> guaranteeing that Toronto never wins the cup again, only means we don't win it this year. Right. It does not. Sure. I do not believe that it guarantees that we will not win a oh, cup. Okay. It guarantees okay. that Toronto okay. never wins a cup. I will so sacrifice like next six year. cups. Yeah, I'll sacrifice yeah. next year just so Toronto never wins a cup. Again. Yeah, that's easy. If we if we could have like even a, a tiny little chance, sure. Yeah, I'll take that. Fuck it. I mean, because oh, that's pretty much what we're sitting at right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm also fucking over Toronto. Oh yeah. Can you? I would be on Twitter 24 seven if that were to happen. But you know what I would want though is I would want them to get to the, the finals every year and lose. But then we would make it. Yeah, because, that's, because that's better than uh, than yeah, them maybe. just being bad, right? Yeah, but then we would want win. them to have. No, we're in the same. We're in the East now, Graham. Or they lose in the first not round. Every, I, you just said every year. Fine, I'll take it back. I'm not <laughs> every God, year. Damn it, Graham! God, fucking literal bastard. <laughs> Fuck that up, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you feel shame. <laughs> but I will I, say I, this. I feel a lot of things. Shame is never one of them. <laughs> I will say this. I really would love to see the Red Wings win another cup because I want to go to a parade where I'm legal to, to I'm legal to drink <laughs> <laughs> and just get blasted and just I don't know, dive on a car or something. I don't know. There's lots of parades you can do that. Steal a Zamboni. No, no, I want to do it with the Stanley Cup driving down, okay. you know, in downtown. I was about to say, you could with David Backus holding Shriners it up. to come to town. And Dan Cleary. Oh, you guys are bad. Um, let's see. I had another Stamkos question. Oh. Uh, what do you about, think about making a move for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I don't think they're going to do that now. Yeah, dead on the I mean, table with Taylor Hall gone now. Yeah, they could oh. offer them Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they fucking might do it because they're still looking to upgrade, so... Because they they need to upgrade still. <laughs> we got this guy named Jonathan Erickson under contract. Oh, already. He's so good. Dude's a fucking stud. He's big. A if stud is a this, piece Peter of Girelli, and why wouldn't you be? Uh, Jonathan Erickson is... Girelli? Girelli? Girelli. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Chacharelli. How does that sound? You like that? I, How about that, Boston? Suck it. Still incorrect. Don't care. Did they I insult your former GM, Jeff? I'm sorry. Tyler just, and I, all I know is we better trade everything for Truba before he gets offer sheeted by the Bruins. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Honestly, no, that would be great. Give him a Almost nine from, million dollar contract. Almost from ninety six wants to know what is your greatest fear? I um, don't, being I, e- being eaten by a shark. That's oddly specific. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. it's I'm pretty scared of being eaten by a shark. I'm sorry. <laughs> saying like you're not even afraid of just sharks you're afraid of being eaten by a shark that's really no, I'm, fucking ter- I'm terrified of sharks but i mean obviously if i'm, I'm like i don't know fuck like what yeah, you're more likely to be killed by a cow yeah fuck you're more likely to be killed you're more likely to be killed by than a shark. me yeah I'm, a, I'm more likely to be killed by your guys's bad opinions and your shitty attitudes of everything that's all true i have good attitude no that's not true okay so kyle's afraid of sharks because that's weird no, being what are you afraid of, Jeff? 
I already said heights. I hate heights. But how high? Like how high is too high? Like I love it. I love like a ladder. Just like why? Yeah, you're afraid of a ladder because like a ladder is like not that high. Well, it's all circumstantial. I can easily if I climb on a ladder, I could fall off the ladder. If I'm in the third floor of a building looking out a window, it's a really thick window. I'm fine. But if I'm in an airplane, I'm weirdly okay. But if I'm like standing. Uh, or if I'm parasailing, fuck that shit. Okay, so you're, you're afraid of falling. So you're, yours is but just I, as weird as mine. But I also get, like, when I get really high, like, I, I can't look off. The, like, when I climb the fucking Aztec what's, what's the ruin thing, that was I almost... I almost <laughs> it's tough to get down. Like, I, I, I couldn't go near the edge. I was, like, at the top back wall, like, fuck this shit. What am I doing? I want to die. Yeah, when I get really high, All I right. just eat a lot of Cheetos. <clears throat> Graham, what, what's your greatest fear? Um, like a limb falling off unexpectedly. <laughs> you guys are calling me weird. <laughs> Wait, Did so you, like you just fall down here? a lot, Graham? <laughs> like, just, like, just, like, a, just like an arm just falls off. Like you're just sitting here talking uh, on, on the like Skype and then all of a sudden your fucking hand falls off. Like your fucking uh, yeah. Mr. Potato Head, like just yeah. arm just falls right off. It's all a right. legitimate fear. That's some fucked up shit. It's not a legitimate fear. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah, you missed your criticism. Hey, man, I have freaking king cobras running around here. I'm terrified of snakes around here. Cobras? <laughs> what? Snakes? Jesus Christ. You dude, dude, we had a dude bit by a king cobra here like a couple of weeks ago. It's terrifying. Oh, my God. All right, what's yours, JJ Almighty King? Uh, I'm afraid of uh, uh-huh. my children. <laughs> God damn it! That's... Like growing up to be monsters, or not growing up at all. Yeah, but that's on you. Or growing up too fast, right? Sentimental. Yeah. I'm afraid for my children, more of them, like real, actual, like that's... terrifying. Right. Yeah, all right. Things. Like not it. stupid. Yeah, yeah that's JJ, really. I'm muting you to eat cinnamon. T- that's really oh. boring. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. he's muting you to eat cinnamon toast crunch. Is what I assume he said. I heard cinnamon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like right. cinnamon to cinnamon titty. cinnamon life. Oh, okay. I enjoy better than cinnamon toast crunch. But cinnamon life doesn't start with like cinnamon le, cinnamon t- cinnamon. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what he was saying. I. That's just what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I just enjoy that. All right, so JJ. Well, good because we got another good question. Crunchy or or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. Not even. Yeah, crunchy's bullshit. It's not even a question. It's all about creamy peanut butter. Yep. JJ, I like you. crunchy. You're all wrong again. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. you're, just like a, you're just like a bad person to your core. That's not true. He picked us up from the airport that one time. That's true. And he gave us scotch. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so bad. Oh, this Tamco gets to wear 91. Question. <laughs> not happening. No, he wouldn't have. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Yeah, no, he, yeah. Um, he right. actually would have wore 17. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, because he, I think he wore that in international play. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Stamkos, Stamkos. Oh, here we go. Do the Red Wings get back to the Stanley Cup Finals quicker if the consecutive streak of 25 season ends or if it continues? I, I don't know. I mean, if it That's ends. A good question. Uh, yeah, no, that is a good question. And I guess. I don't uh, know. Uh, it, it's hard to know because you don't know how the how management would react to missing. Right. They would well, either also, make something really... They would do depends. a really dumb shit. Do you miss it really fucking bad, or do you miss it by, like, one point, so you just move down one draft spot? 
Well, let's just say they miss it and we don't need to go into specifics like that. Well, I need to know. Are they getting a top five pick or are they getting the 15th or 14th? I, I don't Duck know. Duck also gets a machete. Why don't you? <laughs> just answer the question. No, uh, I don't think it. I um, Personally, I think that if they miss the playoffs, I think it, I think if they miss the playoffs, it'd be worse. Like they, it would actually backtrack this team more because I feel like they'd make they'd be in panic mode and they'd do something really dumb, like like trade Tatar, Athanasiu, and a first for Truba. There you go. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the the streak continues and they get back to glory faster that way. I take the opposite opinion. Okay, great. You're okay. wrong. Next. <laughs> so you're you're basically taking the Bruins the Bruins way of getting the 14th overall pick and fucking everything up. Basically. Okay. Gotcha. I, I like this question from a user. I make drugs. <laughs> great name. Is that a new user? Yeah, I've never seen this user before. It's a, a turtle avatar, too, which I appreciate. Um, what's with all the hate with Ken Holland? It seems like everything he does, people explode. I get you can't make everyone happy and whatnot, but dang. It's a good question. Um, and you want to win. We have high expectations. Well, that's the thing. I, of course, we all want to win. We have high expectations. But like this, this year like is different because everybody is like backpedaling on him right now because of the trade he made at the draft. So it's just like, I mean, if if you listened to, like, let's say if you're in the Detroit area, you listen to 97.1 today, their drive time show of Lenny and Foster, uh, they were just dreaming on him. And it's just like, you can't, like, it, it's not his fault that Stamco signed somewhere else. You, you, you're with, with his, with his original team. You can't, you can't blame Holland for that. The dude didn't even get a chance to talk to him. So, um, but do you blame Holland for that? Because of the way no. he's built his team over the last few years and shown that the wings aren't a competitive team because of the moves Holland has made. Therefore, Stamkos didn't want to even talk to him. So, okay. so fact, though, it is Holland. that we are above all of the hate and that we, we aren't feeling it. But can we explain why all of the hate? Because we just we're miserable. Like that's just who we are. We're no, we just don't like. like we can absolutely explain the, the constant game. signing of Dan Cleary has upset us. We want to see kids play. He believes in overripening them. There's some philosophical differences, and there hasn't been an impact trade since since Brad yeah, that's Stewart, the big like one. You said there hasn't been a great signing in, since Hosa, and even and then you could say Hosa's agent initiated all that. So. Yeah, that's the big one for me is, is the no trading, like no impact trade since Brad Stewart. I think that's a big issue. I think you're even Brad Stewart, you could argue like you didn't even need him to win that cup. That team was so stacked. You could really say the no, last no, not impact trade was Dominic Hasek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go well, back to Hasek's agent initiated. Yeah, that, even then, and Hasek's agent yeah. asked for that one. Like literally, I mean, when was the last time he money. did anything? <laughs> I think discounting the Brad Stewart trade is uh, d- doesn't count. I don't know. 07, 08, that was probably one of the most dominant teams possession-wise that we're, we're ever going to see. Yeah, but without uh, Stuart, Cronwall wasn't very good, so that is, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a solid, super-duper great second pair that without that, uh, things could have... Because you remember, that team had like Brett Lebdahl on it. <laughs> Fucking Brett Lebdahl. Andreas Lilia. Yeah. There I love was, me some Lilia. There were garbage players on that, just like there's garbage players on the Red Wings right now. Uh, honestly, you're almost in the fourth for the truth. The reason why there's so much hate all over for Ken Holland is because you are on the internet or you are listening to talk radio, and the volume has to get turned up 
because that's what makes people pay attention. So you just Hits. scream about everything. Um, that's why it's it's people don't feel that strongly. I mean, they do, but they don't yeah. like the the super vitriol that you get on like even at, at Wim, where our comment section is is way less uh, insane than than M Live. There's just a lot of screaming because that's it, it gets attention. Hyperbole gets gets people to to listen to you. Uh, a more specific question as regards to the, the online hate uh, murderer. That's what I'm going to call him. Uh, why are fans here on whim so against signing Lucic and Martin? Um, yeah, we're not necessarily against Lucic, but a lot of Red Wings fans still hate Lucic because he's a, a dirty shitbag who uh, who nut-tapped Danny DeKaiser. So that's a pretty easy question to answer. I, I think I, the, I get the I get people don't want to sign him. I think if you don't want to sign him just because he did that one time, that's a bad reason to not want. Like you see people, well, he's he he's a he he's not classy enough to play for the Red Wings. That's horseshit. We had Todd Burke um, in our team. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Look, if he can come in and play, great. Uh, um Matt Martin, he's a replaceable fourth-line player who hits a lot so everybody gets all excited cuz he leads the league in hits because he's a fourth-line player. He's just, he's not, he's not anything that the Red Wings need right now. And he's going to get paid. Somebody's going to pay him money and it's going to be stupid. You mean we don't need a top three or top 20 player in penalty minutes per game over the last three seasons? We don't need that. That's we don't need to spend more time on the penalty kill. We have Drew Miller now. It's all all good. That's true. We do have Drew Miller, the penalty saving God. Kill all those penalties. So it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be a balance act. It'll be nice. And that's the funny. <laughs> yeah, Matt Martin's that's not bad. Yeah, that's he the funny thing about Matt Martin. New to the Red Wings, like the fact that he leads the league in hits is not that valuable because hits are such a badly counted stat anyway. Even if you believe in the importance of hits, because I don't believe that hits are a bad thing necessarily. I think that a lot of hits is potentially indicative of not having the puck a lot. Um, I don't think that he keeps flies off. I don't think that he wears people down. He plays against other teams' fourth lines. Um, he's good at that, but he's going to get paid more than $2 million, and I don't want to pay a fourth liner more than $2 million in the situation that the Red Wings are in right now. If they were a contender with $2 million in cap space, Matt Martin would be a great addition to that, but they're not. He's not the right player for them, so that's why I'm against it. You mean we shouldn't stockpile all the fourth liners? Like, we shouldn't sign all of them, because that seems to be where we're heading. Right. Uh, favorite and least favorite Red Wings draft pick? I'm going to go with only this year, because it wasn't clarified, but you can't say favorite ever. Ugh. So, least favorite's got to be the goalie, right? Yeah, fuck the goalie. Yeah, the goalie was a bad pick this yeah. year. So, favorite is down between, what, Jalowski and Smith? Uh, or do you have, like, I would a say, for me, player? it's between Smith and it's between... Um, Smith and the seventh round pick, uh, Elfstrom. Elfstrom, I like him. Yeah. And I haven't even uh, seen Elfstrom play. <laughs> I take Chalowski. I mean, Chalowski is probably the easy one there. Yeah. I'm yeah. going gonna... with Smith. Uh, you just uh-huh. want to say the name. That's play. I'm going with Smith because of the bow tie. That was awesome. Yeah, he 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 was looking good, and yeah. he was smiling a lot. And his he brought his entire family, like like cousins and like little baby cousins and mom aunt he's pretty cool so right on yeah i agree uh let's see how to best screw over the lightning now they've uh signed stamkos offer sheet kucherov Mm -hmm. Mm, i I don't know i i I honestly say 
offer sheet. Well, I don't know because I know that they're signed Lucic to spear Stamkos in the balls. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. No, of course for me. I think uh, offer sheet someone, but probably not Kucherov. I don't know who else they have RFA this year. I don't say you offer sheet anybody because I think outside of Jones, the price of an offer sheet doesn't really. Yeah, no, for sure. Sound great for anybody else. Yeah, that's that's a that's a yeah. Um, yeah, then let's just trade them. Lucic spear and the guy in the nuts. Trade them Erickson and destroy them from the inside. Uh, did we discuss which is the worst deal between the Weber Subban and Hall for Larson deal? Like no. we kind of touched on it, but which just quick take Hall for Larson. I right. say it's I say it's Subban for Weber. Graham? Yeah, it's Subban for Weber. Shanth? No, it's it's definitely the Hall for Larson deal. That was a horrendous deal. Yes. Oh shit! I'm the <laughs> tiebreaker here. Uh, it's Hall for Larson. Yeah. Right. That's right. Montreal got the better, got the better player back. Hall uh, for for is is absolute robbery. Or Larson, yeah, if, if you want to go. Look, uh-huh. look, but if you look at Weber's deal, oh god, it's so bad. I hope he retires in the very last. Yeah, year. yeah, no, me too. Oh, it's cash it with a twenty-four million dollar recapture. Can you imagine the debacle that would cause? It'd be great. I think the the NHL would cancel it. I Wouldn't that be, like, be the oh, same? Nah, we were never that serious about it anyway. Wouldn't that Although, be the, in fairness, that'll be the same year the buyout or the lockout happens, and it'll just get swept under the rug somehow. That's that's 2024. The the oh, next right. lockout is scheduled for 2022. So I think they'll actually get rid of recapture before it happens. Yeah, yeah, the, yep, um, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, same concept for yeah. the most part. Uh, the first person to ask, uh, how much of 2012 are we feeling right now? Uh, I already said it earlier. I feel it right in my yep. bones. Well, we when we signed Stewart and Hoodler. And uh, what's his name? Martin. Then it will definitely be 2012. I don't know. I don't really feel like 2012 because we didn't strike out. We never had a chance. Like, yeah. this is all before July. Wait, we haven't even hit July 1st yet. Like, and I don't feel 2012 because we didn't strike out like that. We just weren't allowed to play. Yeah, fair enough. G.S. Starkey has a really long comment there. Everybody should go in there that, like, really thanks us for doing this and says we do a really good job. Um, and also the, the duck wielding machete was the very first episode this person listened to and still decided <laughs> to stick with us. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> go rate us on iTunes and leave positive comments. Five stars. Yay. Ask make sure you say question. that Jeff is an asshole. Well, that's yeah. fair. As for a question, I'll ask if you guys think it's a better idea going after young, uh, some of the younger UFAs that weren't qualified for their respective teams, like Brandon Peary. I know that, that Kyle already said that that would be a, a good idea. Percent has already said that. Um, what are we? Landon Ferraro. Yeah, we get Landon Ferraro back. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, well, I, think it's a, like, I think we should. Heard, I think we might want to so consider people. signing one of those guys um, just as a, a cheap prove it kind of deal, but I would just as soon use one of our own young guys to uh, to fill that in, to, to grow. I think it's yeah. a bad idea for a forward over a defenseman. Um, look what Montreal got out of Fleischman earlier in the year last year, and then they were able to flip him for some for some value. I think you could do the same with a guy like, like that. I think you could do the same with a guy like Shlunko. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like his name, in, too. Yeah, Shlunko's a nice name. Rolls off the tongue real nice. Uh, let's see. Abstate wants us to uh, explain why Franz Nielsen would even be considered. He's what a three or a two C at best. What's the what would be the plan with even signing him? There you go, right Center. there. He's a, th- he's a three or a two C. 
Yep. That's, that's it. There you go. Yeah, because you got he's center. He's a two hundred foot player. They're not afraid the to. They, they're not afraid to play Cheyenne at two C, even though that's a not a great idea. So I mean, that just it makes sense. They should play Bird two C. He also doesn't understand why people like Oposo. So anybody want to take a stab at that? Why they yeah. why they like him? America. Yeah, I don't see the allure around Oposo. He's never scored 30, and we've got two guys in Tatar and Goose that damn near have. With Svetch and Mantha waiting in the wings, I don't see the benefit to him personally. Chance that person's like exactly right. I, I don't really see the allure in Oposo either because you're you're talking about a guy that you <laughs> want to sign, and he's a turd because the dude hasn't... The dude's played like a 1,000 minutes away from Tavares in the last three years. So he's played like 67% of his minutes with John Tavares at 5-on-5. And in those 1,000 minutes that he hasn't been with Tavares, he's been absolute shit. So I don't really know why you're going to say, let's bring him to Detroit because he's going to play with someone like Tavares. We don't have anybody like Tavares. It's not like that. You don't have a guy who's a top 10 player in the NHL. So I I don't really know how we can say that confidently that Ogposa will come here and even be able to match what he did in New York and we don't even like what he did in New York. So it's a stupid thing to sign out post. <laughs> there you have All right. it. The very last question is, what about Jason Demare? I mean, like I said earlier, I think he's asking for way too much money for what he's worth. You guys yeah, all yelled at me earlier. $5 millions is calling. That's, that's too much. I would sign him probably a max of four a year. Max, and I'd if I did four a year, that. it would be no more than three. three I'd years. offer him. I'd, I'd offer him like two to three million and say fuck off. He's not a guy yeah, like yeah. he's another middling defenseman. We have plenty of them. So, yeah. Two All right, three. I have one last question. Uh, perchance you're going to drink a lot of water before bed tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been drinking since four p.m. So, <laughs> yeah, just stay hydrated, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> The Kyle Ocposo thing really took it out of you. <laughs> that was very exhausting. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I guess if that's all we have for tonight, does anybody have any final hockey-related thoughts before the NHL 2016 free agent frenzy kicks off on Friday? Nope. Yes. By the time great. everyone listens to this podcast tomorrow, it will be dated and because the Wings will have made some kind of move. No, they won't. We'll have to Fuck do Toronto. podcast. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, JJ Graham. Peanut butter. Kiss my ass. You know, you can kiss my ass. against you. Your ass is crunchy. How about that? I'll bring a bar of Starburst and some crunchy peanut butter next time we meet. A bar of candy bars. Graham, what about you? No, I'm, I, I can't listen to this peanut butter <laughs> shit anymore. So I'm <laughs> All right. Fucking real well, Thank you so much for listening to our stupid, idiotic, belligerent asses tonight. Uh, it's been real, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hopefully, when we talk to you again, we won't be screaming. Truba will about, be a Red Wing. No, he won't be. Um, we won't be screaming anything about bad contracts. So, have a good night, everybody. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I'm all for fucking over the What the gold? What the fuck does that mean? What the gold? It's not like that. What the gold? He's a turd. Hey man, I have freaking king cobras running around here. I'm terrified of snakes around here.